Everybody has a passion, but what if you could get paid to talk about your passion? If you do not know about Anchor, it is by far the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's completely free. There's tons of tools that enable you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it will be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, Tar Heel Nation? Hope everybody's having a happy new year so far. Uh, It's time for the latest episode of the Oh Heel Yeah podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Dave, joined by the one and only Panther Guru. Of course, of course, of course. What's up, Tar Heel Nation? It's great to be on another episode with you guys, Dave. It's amazing to be back, and it's been a wonderful new year thus far. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, uh, breaking news, recent news, actually, that uh, really affects uh, all the teams uh, trying to win a championship this year. It looks like the NCAA tournament is going to be held in a bubble in Indiana with uh, most of those games in a in a central area, probably definitely the final four. They'll probably look for different uh, areas to uh, host each region, but uh, I think it's a smart move um, trying to limit the exposure of uh, players, but uh, it's going to be a little bit logistical nightmare on the, on the fact that you're going to have, you know, potentially 68 teams in a, in a mini bubbles, but uh, still a smart thing to do. What do you think? Well, I have mixed feelings about that, Dave. Um, I think it's smart because they, of course, you can control uh, a lot of variables when it comes to the spread of the coronavirus. Um, you can also uh, employ a lot of more advanced testing measures, um, and you could do it all at one time and quickly at that much. However, like you said, when it comes to things like competitive edge and physical space, of course, I'm sure they're going to have facilities large enough to accommodate everybody, but I wouldn't think that's the most comfortable and ideal scenario yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely see the point, and there, obviously there's going to be pros and cons about this, but uh, it's probably the the best way to guarantee that you're going to get through the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, you could have a potential outbreak, but uh, it worked well for the NBA. Um, we'll see, and that is that is pretty good, uh, good ways out. Um, maybe the vaccine will be oh, – distributed by then to a lot of people and we'll we'll definitely have the curb come down of the the virus but uh we're definitely looking for our uh tar heels to be in that bubble for sure but for that to happen there's there's some things that they got to get fixed um let's talk about the game against georgia tech um it was just just a horrible performance um they cannot seem to figure out how to guard the three-point line. 
And, and yeah, it goes to show you, you know, everything that we've been saying on this podcast, you know, really does hold weight because we're seeing it play out almost week in and uh, week out, especially when the Tar Heels are playing specific opponents who have strengths in areas of their weaknesses like three-point shooting. And we've been saying this is almost the beginning of the season at this point, which is pretty sad that the perimeter defense continues to be a liability. Yeah, when you when you when you know uh, as a fan base what's wrong with the team, and then the team knows what's wrong with the team, and it still can't be fixed. That's the most frustrating thing. That it's blatantly obvious. Hey, this needs to be fixed, but they just can't seem to fix it. Like just it's just basic things like screens. You know, just. They're getting lazy on screen. So so much confusion on defense in in that Georgia Tech game. It was just just ridiculous. They cut down on the turnovers, um, did the Tar Heels, but it's just I mean not actually not really. I apologize. That was the the most recent game where they cut down on the turnovers. It was eighteen total turnovers. Um, just they took twenty threes and the Tar Heels did made eight of them. Forty percent. That's not that's not bad, but. Uh, yeah, when you have when you when you have the inability to score at will like the Tar Heels do, they can't they can't really score at will. You couple that with poor defense and not valuing the basketball, it's just a recipe for disaster. And so far this season, they have uh, not only owned that recipe for uh, for disaster, but they've also cooked it and served it to other teams. Here's our recipe for disaster. Uh, would y'all like to partake in it? And a lot of a lot of teams are like, yeah, we'll sit down at that table and eat that. Oh man, I, I think that's a great take, Dave. And I'm not gonna lie to you. The reason why I'm gonna say that's such a great take, of course, not because I'm hating on the Tar Heels or nothing like that, but because think about this, right? When you talk about recipes for disaster, the Tar Heels have pretty much gave every team the exact blueprint. Here's how to beat us: go off and and, and jump off to an early lead because we will have to do everything in the world to try and catch you. And then also, if we don't take care of the basketball, we'll never be able to catch back up anyway. And then also, we're not going to play that really good defense. So just set a bunch of screens and you'll be able to beat us or just shoot us to death with three-pointers that we can't guard the three-point line anyway. Yeah, so frustrating. Uh, with the Tar Heels being, you know, that that poor of a uh, three-point shooting. Uh, it just – they've dug them, they've dug themselves into holes uh, – Yes, they'll get better throughout the season, but they're at a they're at a uh, pivotal point right now where you know it's 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 scary to p- potentially go down this bad in the ACC uh, regular season to where you know seeding comes into effect in the ACC tournament. I'm not even talking about the NCAA tournament because <laughs> that's way too far out. They've got to get they've got to get the like these problems fixed before they even think about being in that in contention for, you know, making it out of the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. This is, this is not a foregone conclusion that if the rails fall off this thing, that they could even make the tournament, to be honest. I mean, these guys, these guys have got to uh, fix some things. And um, speaking of fixing some things, uh, you know, we, on our last podcast, we had talked about the the game being postponed against uh, Syracuse on a 30-minute phone call with Notre Dame officials, uh, UNC officials, and ACC officials, uh, Coach Roy Williams and uh, the coach from Notre Dame, uh, Mike Bray, actually uh, put put a game 
between Notre Dame and Carolina together in 30 minutes, and they played a game on uh, Saturday, which uh, a lot of people didn't know about. Uh, but it did happen, and luckily the Tar Heels pulled it out at the in the last 10 seconds. Um, I'm glad that they did because, like, uh, a lot of teams, like neither team was really prepared to play with each other or play against each other. But I mean, that could be a building block for the Tar Heels. Hey, we played this game on, you know, we, we this game came together in 30 minutes, and we had no scouting report. Uh, we didn't have time to watch film against them, things of that nature. Because this game was supposed to be played, I believe, later in uh, January. So they just they mixed they mixed it up and said, "Hey, we're ready to play. Y'all guys are ready to play. Let's play." And yeah, with the with Leaky Black scoring a uh, a tough layup, he went into the chest of a uh, of a Notre Dame big man that had been killing the Tar Heels all all game and put it put it away for the Tar Heels. But even that game, I mean, three pointers. Um, I mean, obviously you take every win, especially in the ACC with the struggling Tar Heels team. But just three pointers still. We had. Uh, Lachesky from Notre Dame made seven three-pointers by himself. And they were just leaving him wide open. It was just – I don't know what what's going on. They they shouldn't be playing any kind of offense in practice, just defense, because that is where they are coming up short. It's ridiculous. Um, but at the end of the day, they got the win. So I guess you can't be too, uh, too upset with that. Um, other than the three points, uh, I, I obviously brought up the negative. Tell us some good that you've seen from the Tar Heels in that game. Well, I think um, last game you saw Garrison Brooks score a um, season-high 35 points. In this game, I think that, yeah, you saw a lot of the other players come alive, such as Leaky Black and also, of course, uh, not a player that was – Quiet, relatively, but Dayron Sharp, um, and that's good because you need as many pieces as possible. Because it's funny that, I, and I had to bring up the Garrison Brooks things for the fact that he was really absent, in my opinion, for most of this season. Mm-hmm. But now I see that he's actually performing a lot better uh, down the stretch. But we still need more than just him. We're always going to need more than just him. And I feel like with guys like Leaky Black uh, bringing that energy in a game like this where it was on such short notice and a quick turnaround, it showed that this team might have really got that spark that they needed. Like, hey, it's go time. Like, we need to step things up. We need to get back to winning. And hopefully it lights a match. Yeah. And they, they won a game where they played horrible defense. Right. I mean, that that just shows you, like, hey, if we if we execute, if they play, I know they're not going to be an excellent defensive team. That's not that's not going to happen. If they can be a fair to sometimes good defensive team, then they can be the number two, number one, number three team in the ACC. They can do that because they're more than capable on offense. They're not a great offensive team, but they're a, they're a good offensive team. Sometimes they're great uh, on stretches. They can be great. Um, but they got to be a the, the defense that is going to control the outcome of the Carolina Tar Heels game. They're always going to be close because they're not playing great defense. But if they can play good defense, then they'll be able to 
you know, have some double-digit wins, things of that nature in ACC play instead of having, you know, these these games come down to the last shot. Um, yeah, I was very impressed with Dayron Sharp. He started, and that leads into our next topic. Uh, Roy Williams really switching switching the lineup up, uh, trying to figure out um, what's the best players to put out there. And I think he's trying to send a message to his teams like, hey, I know y'all are some either upperclassmen or you're some five-star recruits, but that doesn't guarantee you playing time for me. Um, I think he's trying to send a message to be on this court. I don't care if you can score. Uh, you got to be able to defend. Absolutely. And I think that's a good message to send because uh, Lord knows this Tar Heels team uh, really needs it. They got to get better in a, in a hurry. Yeah. And somebody that I've been impressed with and Roy Williams touched on too is uh, Kerwin Walton. Uh, he was actually one of the last guys that the Tar Heels added to this uh, recruiting class because they had some transfers um, in Brandon Huffman and Jeremiah Francis. So that opened up a uh, scholarship and Curran Walton came in a four-star guy out of Minnesota. But I mean, he's been one of the best consistent freshmen coming in, making some shots. And Roy Williams said he's getting better at defense um, each week. And that's something that obviously it's hard, it's hard to play defense coming from a high school to college because, you know, in high school, you're not necessarily, uh, you don't get, you don't, you're not known for, uh, your defense. You're not going to be a five-star recruit just because you can play defense. You got to be able to score. So that's where the emphasis is at coming out of high school. So these guys got to learn, but I mean, you got to learn out of the fire with, with this Tar Heel team. And there's been a lot of fire, but not too much learning so far, but I've been very impressed with, uh, Dayron Sharp as well. Uh, he made seven of nine of his free throws, and he played a lot of minutes. Uh, he was a bad free throw sh- shooter coming into coming into this season, and had been displaying uh, habits of a bad uh, free throw shooter. But to go seven of nine and play all that minutes, and have his hands on his hips for most of the second half, he 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 made a lot of free throws uh, fatigued. So Dayron Sharp and uh, Curran Walton have been two of the the bright stars in this early season for the Tar Heels. Who, who, do you agree with that? I would say definitely De'Ron Sharp and also Leaky Black for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he stepped up in the last couple of games. He's, he hasn't been uh, so passive. And he, make, he can make the – he made a wide-open three um, against, against uh, Notre Dame this last game. And that's something that he doesn't – he would never even have uh, taken. But I think Roy Williams is trying to challenge to get the most out of him because we need need a guy to be kind of like a glue guy. Uh, Unfortunately, the possession before he uh, made the game-winning shot, he actually gave up the potential game-winning shot. So he's got to get better on defense too. Uh, If the – the Tar Heels are just giving up too many wide-open shots. It's just – it's just like there's so much confusion – uh, from the Tar Heels about who's got who, uh, how to handle screens, things of that nature. So we'll see. They play tonight against Miami. We'll see if we can uh, get this right. Uh, Miami's getting healthier, so we'll see what happens. The Tar Heels are uh, favored by three points by ESPN. Um, Miami is four and four, and the Tar Heels are six and four. So we'll we'll see. Um. What happens, Miami recently lost to Clemson by one point on Saturday. Um, but they've 
lost to Virginia Tech by two points, um, beat Jacksonville by nine points, lost to Pitt by uh, 15 points, and have their, another recent game back in December was against Florida Gulf Coast, uh, lost by four. Uh, but Miami's getting healthier. They're getting some of their players back, so don't don't take for granted that this is a win, especially with this Tar Heels team. Uh, we can't take nothing for granted. So hopefully they're getting their message from Roy Williams, and uh, I expect the Tar Heels to win. I know I've said that every game this season, it seems like, uh, except for the Iowa game. I thought maybe we could win, but they that was one of their best games against Iowa, the way they, they played. Um, it's kind of like they played down to their competition. Uh, are you kind of getting that vibe? No, of course, yeah, and that's why I was going to say, uh, and to echo that too, because it's not that you're saying it just for the sake of being a fan. You're saying it because technically those were games that the Tar Heels should have won. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they Georgia Tech was a bad loss. Um, NC State was a bad loss too. I mean, we we realistically should be three and zero in the uh, ACC right now, sitting at top of the 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 rankings of the ACC, but but we're not. Um, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I believe that they'll win tonight, and they also have a huge matchup Saturday. Uh, at seven o'clock against Clemson, uh, Clemson is ranked number nineteen right now. They're undefeated in the ACC, and they've only lost one game this season. Um, Clemson always plays Carolina well, and I just look for that to be a game that uh, hopefully the Tar Heels can can win. Um, I don't. I don't want to look forward too much, but I mean, we obviously have to cover it because uh, it's it's within the week before we record our next podcast. But uh, Clemson is definitely on a roll right now. Their only their only loss uh, came to Virginia Tech this season by six. Um, so we'll see we'll see where the the Tar Heels end up. But right now, the Tar Heels are sitting at uh, one two. 11th in the in the ACC that's definitely not where you want to be by no means but uh it's early season uh the main thing right now is getting getting back on getting this team back on the tracks I mean we we've got to get this we can't look at the standings we can't look that we're outside the top 25 we got to worry about us and us only uh Roy I trust I still trust Roy Williams to get the team right um we got the talent and uh We'll see what kind of lineup he he uh, starts out with this this game. Uh, last couple games he's had Garrison Brooks coming off the bench and had uh, Dayron Sharp in. Uh, he's had Curran Walton in on the um, starting lineup. He's had he's either had R.J. Davis or Caleb Love starting. Not both of them starting together. They had been starting together previously, so. Um, I think he's trying to send a message to the guys. I mean, you got to earn it to be out here. You, this is not given. Don't take for granted your starting spot. And that message is uh, not impacted more than by sitting Garrison Brooks, uh, a, a four-year guy who's been known for his defense, but he's having a down year. Uh, so I, I hope they can get it right. Um, I, I would think – I don't know who – 
the starting lineup would be tonight. Um, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably going to be uh, similar to the last game against Notre, Notre Dame, which was Caleb Love, uh, Kerwin Walton, Leaky Black, Baycott, and Dayron Sharp with the other guys coming off the bench. But uh, what's your keys to victory for the Tar Heels to uh, win tonight? I actually think that the Tar Heels kind of need to get off to a fast start only because this Miami team is one that definitely can too. I think they possess more pace than uh, the Tar Heels. And that might actually serve Roy Williams good for uh, switching up things because if he doesn't want to get outran in a, in a sprint against a very quick Miami team, uh, who could jump off to another early start, he's going to have to switch up the lineup and, and continue to use different sets to keep his team fresh and also to hang in there um, and probably get off to a quick start of their own. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely with you. Try to get them in foul trouble if possible. Uh, turn the ball over. Um, make them turn the ball over. Last time, last game Miami played, they had 19 turnovers and 19 fouls. Um, so that's that boats well for the Tar Heels because we are shooting the ball better from the uh, free throw line. Uh, but my keys to victory are very similar to yours. Uh, get off to a fast start, play faster, guard the three point line with your life, and don't get stuck on screens. Um, they did it. They did. They had one good game against. Uh, NC State in the second half where they really hedged the screens and tried to push the ball away from the rim. Um, it didn't necessarily work against Notre Dame. They they scouted that and they fixed they fixed it a little bit better. Uh, we'll look to see um, what what happens. Miami likes to take a lot of threes again. Their last game against Virginia Tech, they took twenty five, only hit ten, but uh, that's still a lot of threes to be made. Um, hopefully, the Tar Heels with the uh, can continue the theme of rebounding the basketball. That's really been the keys to their success. If they can rebound, that's the only thing keeping them in their games. Uh, the, the Tar Heels have to control the class without question. What do you think? No, absolutely. And that's why I think guys like um, Garrison Brook have come up big in, that, uh, in those regards. But, of course, I look for some really good bench scoring and contributions from both Leaky Black and Curran Walton. Yeah, Curran Walton definitely is a is a guy that can knock down some threes. Look for him and Playtech to knock down some some uh, jump shots for us too. Hopefully, uh, the Tar Tar Heels can get Miami in foul trouble, wear them down inside, get the second chance opportunities for a kick out to maybe uh, Curran Walton or uh, Andrew Playtech to make some big some big plays. Um, the keys against uh, Clemson is the same thing. We got to fix the defense, uh, guard the three point line. It's just the keys are going to be on the defense for the Tar Heels this year. They're not they're not able to, you know, make up for it on the offensive offensive end. I would say uh, with with Clemson, I think it's going to be more uh, more of a scheme. You know, you need to maybe slow them down with some out of bounds uh, pressing, more trapping. Uh, keep them from – try to keep them from scoring or at least, you know, limit the, limit the time that they have the ball in their hands. Uh, it's going to be uh, some 
some plays where you have to force them to shoot bad shots and not give them good looks because obviously they're capable of making those and you, we're really going to have to play excellent to, to beat Clemson. There is not going to be one of these where you have a, several bad possessions on defense because even when you play good defense, Clemson is capable of, of scoring. Uh, hopefully we can win tonight, use that as a building block and build some confidence going into Clemson. Absolutely. Let's get to Tar Heels trending. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, this is in this segment. This is where we look on social media and uh, try to see what um, the the fan base and our listeners are talking about. Uh, all things Tar Heels. So, with that being said, we'll look it up and we'll we'll go from there. Um, yeah, a lot of things. Um, one thing that the uh, fan base is asking is when do we think that the Tar Heels will stop uh, tweaking the the starting lineup? Uh, I think until we go on at least a four or five game run. Only way I see that happening. Yeah, that's true. Um, he, he plays a lot of guys. He's comfortable. He said in the interview that he's comfortable playing 10, but those guys got to play defense. Um, he um, it's a definitely a point to be made that you know if you're not going to play defense you can't you can't play because we have to have defense to win these games it doesn't we're not running and gunning anymore this is a different Tar Heel team than what we're used to yes we got four big guys that uh can play and get us offensive rebounds and second chance points and things of that nature and defend the rim but as many wide open threes as we're giving up, we got to have some perimeter de- defense. So, uh, uh, that's a good answer. Four to five game win streak, or you know, say we win these next, especially if we beat Clemson, um, and the defense plays well. Say we play a really good defense game tonight against Miami, and then we we guard Clemson fairly well. Uh, and it's not really necessarily the starting lineup that has to be one hundred percent correct. Because we have we have a lot of guys that share uh, minutes. He needs to find the right combinations. Uh, okay, I'm gonna put in Caleb Love and Andrew Playtech now. Uh, R.J. Davis is going in with uh, Puff Johnson and and uh, Walker Kessler because that's a good defensive combo. He's got to find the right subs at the right time because um, he's playing so many guys. So we st- we definitely don't know what guys are going to earn the most minutes yet, um, but he's he's getting there. Uh, like but like Panther Guru said, several wins in a row doesn't hurt to find out who, what, who the starting lineup is. And then, let's see. Do, uh, do you think we'll see uh, Love and Davis paired together? Um, that kind of bounces off uh, – what we're saying, those guys are young, and they were both uh, five-star recruits. Um, they're probably going to be at North Carolina again next year. Uh, they're both learning how to play the point guard position, and both of them are turning the ball over uh, frequent, frequently. So I, I would say I don't I don't see them uh, playing much together. I mean, obviously you you could see them paired together 
but I don't, I don't I don't see them starting together anymore um, for at least for a while just because of their turnover issues, their defensive issues. So look for one of them, one of the other to surface as the best option, and we'll go we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, they just got they got to learn, and they don't really have like a junior senior full time point guard to show them the way kind of like to give them some advice. Joe Barry's not there anymore. Uh, Leaky Black, he's a utility player. He plays one through four. I mean, he even ran some of the point guard uh, minutes against Notre Dame in the second half last uh, last game. So he's a utility knife. He plays every, he plays almost every position except for center. So it's just growing pains. Um, and unfortunately, we're experiencing more than we would like to see. But uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on pairing R.J. Davis and Caleb Love together? Uh, it just hasn't worked at all. Just has yeah. not worked. Yeah, simply put, obviously, when you've lost four games with those guys in the starting lineup and all the turnovers they've committed, um, hopefully they'll cut those down uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, that's it's just uh, not working, simply put. I mean, you can't put it any better than the Panther Guru did right there. Um, but that's it for our, our Twitter questions uh, and Tar Heels trending segment. This week, uh, just to recap, Miami tonight, 8 o'clock ESPN, Saturday, Clemson, uh, Saturday evening. So, it'd be huge if we got both those wins and we came back to two happy co-hosts on the O'Heal Yeah podcast. As always, you can find the O'Heal Yeah podcast on any uh, podcast platform, obviously. Uh, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at OH underscore heel underscore yeah on Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, you can find myself at Carolina Dave NC on Twitter. Panther Guru, hit them with your social media. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter as well at Panther Guru One. And we also know that our fan base and listeners love the Carolina Panthers just as much as they love the Carolina Tar Heels. It's a happy marriage. So find us on our other podcast at The Prowl Report. And you can find it on Twitter and all social medias at The Prowl Report. Uh, We'll keep you up to date as this offseason, as we switch to offseason mode in the NFL when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, So look for that on all Uh, social media platforms and podcast platforms. Um, Panther Guru, you got any knowledge to drop on them or anything to say as we close this episode out? Guys, it's been great, you know, uh, podcasting with you guys this year, of course, and last year, majority. But um, I think the Tar Heels will turn things around in this second quarter. They almost have to. Yeah. They they if they want to if they want to survive and uh, you know reach the um, the ceiling that we set for them and the expectations that they have for themselves. I mean, you're at the University of North Carolina. You have expectations going into it. Uh, just how how bad do you want it? Um, we'll, we'll find out a lot about the our team in this stretch against teams like Miami, 
Clemson. We got Florida State coming up. Wake Forest, the revenge game at NC State. Um, if they can run the table on those games. We'll 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 know a lot about the about the guys, and uh, we de- we definitely need to see a full body of work from our team where they play consistently good basketball. That'll definitely make uh, two happy co-hosts for sure. But you heard the man. Uh, be be patient with the Tar Heels. He thinks that uh, we're going to get through this and they're going to play better for us. So if if the guru has said it, uh, take it to heart for sure. But that's it for this episode, Tar Heels. Um, give us an oh hill yeah on social media and we'll be looking for you guys uh, next week.